I'm a part-time rock star, but I go to work and work hard. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. Today with the LJR, or Luke Justin Roberts, uh, my buddy, drummer, and uh, all-around creative person. Um, figured I'd check in with him, do a little quarantine update. He's doing a lot of live streams lately and working on a solo project and uh, building some music courses for live streaming, uh, among many things. So, uh, yeah, the LJR Quarantine Update episode. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast episode, I'm not sure. But uh, today I have the LJR, the Luke Justin Roberts, back on the podcast. Check in, make sure he's still alive. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Um, what have you been up to, man? Uh, you know, just trying to live my best life during a crisis. Yeah, that's good. Well, it seems like you're uh, you're on the live streams a fair amount. Yeah, trying to make that happen, and uh, it's definitely been interesting. Um, you know, discovering a lot of things about how to live stream um, with really high quality and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, spending hours and hours on YouTube, you know, debugging my setup and figuring it out and making it work. Yeah, it's amazing. It requires hours and hours of YouTubing to figure that stuff out. You would think it would just be simpler, especially by now with everyone doing it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually making a course. Um, it's almost. I actually just finished it uh, last night. Um, so I'm going to be posting it this week that teaches people just the exact step-by-step stuff to do um, for like all the different pieces of it. So hopefully that'll be helpful. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, I think so. And I think you're definitely going to have a, a market for it. And for anyone listening to this who doesn't know, you are the mastermind behind many a music video and uh, now on the path to making music courses. So yeah, hit up the, the LGR creative uh, I believe is what you're going by for that stuff, right? Yeah, man, that's right. Sweet. So yeah, I might take a look at this YouTube course or whatever it's called just to see what all sorcery you've been up to. Sweet, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm. I'm gonna try to get one of those newer iPhones too, because um, one of the things I show in the course is how to use your iPhone without having to use like a DSLR to get a really good image. Um, and you can get a lot. Um, it, it, like even if you just go through some free streaming software on your computer and install like a little app on your phone called Filmic Pro, you can get some really great results uh, instead of streaming right to Facebook or Instagram. Um, yeah, it really improves the quality of your image because you can control the camera more than you can in just Facebook or Instagram because they've just got their auto settings going and you you can't modify that. So, but with the new phones, you could even go farther with some of those really nice lenses. And get some of that shallow depth of field, which would be really professional looking. So um, I'm excited to try that in uh, hopefully a couple months when I can get a new phone. Yeah, what kind of phone are you rocking right now? Right now, honestly, it's just like an iPhone 8. So nothing fancy. Um, I've had it for a couple years. Time to to upgrade for sure. Um, I'm thinking I want to get the iPhone 11 Pro Max because it's got those, those sick camera angles or sick camera lenses on it. Yeah, they do look really nice. They've got an ultra wide lens which looks super, super dope. You can get some really cinematic stuff on that. And then also, uh, yeah. I think they've got a, a 50 millimeter or something similar, um, which you can get like those nice portrait shots 
and the really shallow depth of field so that your background is really you know kind of blurred out and it's really bringing out the subject in the image yeah well they look pretty good so far thanks dude how are the numbers how are the numbers going dude, numbers are numbers are going up uh, which has been pretty dope so um, yeah. yeah typically I get like 300 to 500 comments uh, per live stream which is pretty awesome um, and uh, I've got a pretty dedicated fan base um, so right now we've got about 1100 members in a, in a private like uh, Facebook group called the LJR fam um, and the only way people can get into that um, is through my marketing funnel so I run you know ads to new people on Facebook who might like my music uh, and also Instagram and other places and I just say, hey, I've got a new song. You know, if you want to listen to it, you know, message my page. They send me a message and there's a little bot that sends them uh, little videos of, you know, me kind of talking to them. And I tell them that it's a bot. I'm like, hey, you know, these are all pre-recorded, but, you know, if here's the song. And if you like it, you know, I've got a, an exclusive Facebook group that I can give you the passcode to if you want to join it. Um, and a lot of them do end up joining it, which is pretty dope. Um, so trying to build that up. Um, a lot of them just asked for some new merch, uh, which is pretty sweet. Uh I make this custom jewelry stuff and um, I was so two of them said that I should make a version that has like an LJR logo. Um, yeah. And I just put up a poll in the group. and was like, hey, you know, if I if I made something like that, who all would be interested in it? And I had like 60 people say that they would be down, that they would really like something like that. So that was pretty dope. So I think. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you have a, like an Etsy page now or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I got an Etsy page that I post all my, my stuff yeah. on. Sweet. So it's pretty cool. Are you? I imagine you're probably on Pinterest as well. I, I think I'm technically on there, um, but I don't really use it very much. Is the thing. So I. Yeah, I figure you could probably get some good traction on there. Yeah, that's that's actually a good idea. Maybe maybe I should look into some of that. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Good idea. <laughs> but but then again, it's not like you're a machine worker. I don't know how many of those things you can pump out a week between doing live streams and music videos and everything else right so that's where it just really depends on on the demand um i mean you know i sell them for 50 bucks um so i mean that's that puts me at a, at a good profit margin um you know because mo- most of the value is is in the creative you know aspect of it right the actual material itself is not yeah. like it's you know some type of really expensive metal or something like that you know uh it's in like the the new unique shapes and that kind of stuff and the fact that it is handmade and more exclusive um, so, but for something like the LGR logo, uh, if I were to make a lot of those, I'm, I'll probably look at making a mold. Um, it'd almost be like a membership piece, you know, for the LGR fam. And I'm thinking that I actually do want to do that where you can buy it one time, but there's going to be like a monthly membership offer that I'm going to have coming soon that I'm going to call the inner circle. Um, <laughs> and, uh, that's going to be, and, and anybody who jumps onto that will get, uh, the necklace, uh, with that so it'll be a monthly thing probably like somewhere 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 between 10 and 20 dollars a month it'll be access to a smaller private facebook group where we'll have more direct access i'll interact in a more involved way with individual people um that kind of thing and they'll get more you know more special deals and that kind of stuff that even people in the lgr fam don't get and that's part of the idea of how you build a you know a, a successful music career is you you know you recognize that you it's not just your music that's the product right your brand and access to you is part of your product offering so you tier that access and the more people pay the more access they get to you um and it's really a a great value offering um 
you know, people, people love that kind of stuff. They really find it exciting. So it's kind of a weird thing at first, um, when you're, when you're creating, um, cause you're, it's, it's hard as an artist sometimes to think that people will really value you this much, you know, to give you that amount of money every month. Um, but you know, the truth is on, on my Patreon page, uh, it, it, I have a variety of people who are giving me, um, who are, who are donating every month to support my music. Um, it's kind of weird, like the people, you would think that the people who know you like the most would be the people who would give you the most money on there, but that's actually not necessarily true. Uh, the people who support me with the, the largest dollar amounts are actually people that I don't know very well and typically have less relationship with. So I've got, um, hmm. I think there's three people on there that are giving me $50 a month. Um, and nice. none of those people do I even talk to on a month to month basis at all. Um one of them I don't even really know uh, very much at all. We've had one conversation actually in person, and the rest has been like a little bit of digital over time, you know. Um, so it's just very interesting to kind of see how that goes. And it's it's not like a, a good or bad thing. It's just you can just it's just fascinating to look at that, you know. Um, so and it kind of brings out a little bit of the the interesting fact that you know there's there's the difference between your your core like family and friends that support you and what you're doing. And then there's like your fans, right? So a lot of times they'll call that your your prime base and then your fan base, right? Your prime base is who you can depend on for big events as, as a boost in your local hometown and that kind of stuff. Um, but they're not necessarily going to be like streaming your music constantly because maybe it's not their thing and that's okay, right? They support you for other reasons. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you're really going to be successful as, a, as an artist, you have to build an actual fan base of people who are constantly streaming and, and buying your music. Right on. So how's that album coming? Speaking of music. Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, actually, just yesterday, I put together a little uh, Google Sheets uh, doc that allows uh, that lets me kind of track where everything is at. Um, and most everything is done for the first four songs. Um, there's a couple of guitar parts that we're, we're tweaking um, and kind of finalizing. Um, Who's playing guitar? Um, so it depends on the song. Um, so right now I've got, uh, Daniel on some of them. Um, we're not sure how many of those parts we might have to retract just from a tone perspective. Uh, my older brother, um, cause so he, he's a fantastic, uh, guitarist. Um, some of the tones that we were going for, uh, we might not be getting quite exactly what we wanted there. They might be quite, they might not be quite as clean as we're going for. So we might have to reach. Is he using too much reverb again? <laughs> well, uh, it might be my my audio engineer says there might be something about um, just the equipment that it's being processed through um, compared to like just going into a uh, like a high end studio um, and using some of that. Um, so you know we'll we'll see about those. Um, but I I just love the parts that that Daniel made for those. Um, and then there's a couple of Nashville uh, session guitarists. Um, uh, one is uh, that Felix found, I guess. Yeah. Yep. So one, let me pull up their their names here. I want to make sure I I get their last names right. They're they're pretty awesome. One one is um, Catlin Owen. Um, he's a super talented uh, country player, uh, and he he plays a lot of other stuff too. He's very good at playing a lot of different genres, and I love what he did on the fourth track of the album. Um, and he did some stuff on the other ones too. I think he he took three songs and made some parts. Uh, and then the other guy is Dylan uh, Maloney. And he's really talented as well. Um, so we actually were chatting over FaceTime a couple of days ago about some edits to the parts. So I'm going to be sending those over this week. 
Yeah. So hopefully you haven't broke the budget on this thing. Yet. Yeah, not yet, thankfully. Um, so we shall uh, we shall see what happens. I am looking at getting a a nicer mic um, to try to record some parts here uh, at my house. Um, since this whole quarantine thing means that I can't you know be in the studio recording uh, with Felix. So that's you know of course challenging because we don't know when this whole thing is going to end. Um, so I really don't want to wait yeah, six months can't. to release something. You know. I guess he can't like mail you over a mic and let you borrow it or anything. Right. And I mean, part of the part of the challenge, like I could potentially go, you know, pick up a mic from him. Um, but p- a part of the thing is it's not just the mic. Right. I mean, you've got all the equipment that it goes through um, and that's a lot of what is going to give it that that high end. So it's it's the combination of all those things. But mm. I, I think, you know, a lot of people have created really high quality albums like Billie Eilish's, you know, album that won, you know, a Grammy this year, you know, does not, it, w- it was recorded by her in her bedroom, you know? Um, so you don't have to necessarily have all the crazy high quality stuff. Uh, it could just be helpful if you do have access to it. So, but I really, you know, I'm not going to wait, you know, six more months to release the first track on the album. Um, you know, I really would like to get that done um, within the next month. Uh, and actually have like a, a promo plan for it. You need about six, I think it's like four to six weeks for a good PR campaign from the PR companies I've been talking to. So hopefully within, you know, two months, I'll be able to have something. We'll just have to see. But want to yeah, get that seems thing out like there. The, uh, seems like the griddle's hot, man. Should probably get get to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I realize you got a, a million little tasks going on over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, you do have, just have to do a priority thing. You know, you figure out this is the ultimate priority, so I'm going to get that done. And I know that in my life, I've had a pattern of typically doing the urgent before the important. Um, so I've been trying to change that over, you know, for for a number of years, and I've gotten a lot better at it. But it's hard because you feel the pressure of the immediate, you know, asks of doing this or oh no, this deadline is right here or whatever. And you feel the pressure, like, oh, I have to do that. But in the reality, whatever that thing is, uh, is not more important than actually, you know, getting your album done or whatever it is. So maybe that's priority item number five. But, you know, you're supposed to have it done today, but it's not as important as this other thing, right? So the fear of not yeah. getting that done prevents you, the, the fear of not getting the, the urgent thing done prevents you from getting what you actually really care about done. And then you're unhappy in the long run. Yeah, it makes sense. And then you end up with, you know, an album uh, two years ago. Right, exactly. Exactly. So here we are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, and then the other reality, too, is, you know, you got to be able to make money somehow, right? So the past week I've spent you know, probably most of the week working on this this course. Um, so hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll be able to make some money from that. Um, you know, filed for the whole unemployment thing. Um, so we'll, we'll see if, if that comes in. Hope, hopefully I won't actually need it. Um, you know, if this course takes off, um, but at least, you know, until then I'll have something that'll kind of fill in the, the blanks. Yeah, that's cool. I guess you got the app up and running too, probably. You talking about the, uh, fund up app? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing is coming together. Uh, we just, I actually just got out of a meeting of, um, one of those meetings just a couple minutes ago. Um, dad and I were working on, you know, just talking about where we're at and our integration with Pinkaloo. Um, for those of you who don't know, FundUp is a, a new app that um, I'm working on that will allow anybody to 
give to a nonprofit uh, that they care about, and they can actually multiply that gift um, by you know a number of times, um, but not have to actually you know give all that money. So you could you could give three dollars a month to a nonprofit that you care about, but you know by strategically utilizing your network, you could be the reason that fifty-five or sixty dollars a month is going, and you can kind of see that. So we're working on that, and we're currently in the the integration stage with another company that will allow us to make all those donations be tax deductible um, and go through our system so we can still track everything. Right on. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Are you struggling to maintain your band's online image because of internet trolls? Is Debbie from Nebraska putting your band down with her incessant incendiary comments on your Facebook page? Are you starting to think you have no following because your music actually sucks? The good news is, we've got the solution for you. Introducing Troll Chaser. We'll monitor your social media accounts 24-7 for Debbies and Karens around the globe. Say no more to negative feedback and constructive criticism towards your band, and return to your bubble of imaginary rock star greatness. Visit TrollChaser.com today. Yeah, it's cool, man. Well, it's good to see you still staying busy. Thanks, dude. Seems like you're in uh, pretty good spirits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some things, you know, that have happened this month that have been good. Um, so, um, I got my, you know, my first client for, um, doing some Spotify promotion. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I haven't made any money yet. It's all just dependent on the results that I can get for him, you know? Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I don't know if I can use cover songs or not in a podcast, if it'll get me in trouble. That's a, I don't know if you know anything about about that. I haven't done it yet, but I just I haven't done it also because I didn't want to get flagged. Yeah, that's a great question. And, um, I actually don't know the answer to that. Normally, because like I could use your new cover in this, but right then again, I don't know. It might get taken down for copyright. Let me. So, I'm actually just, I'm just um, actually just going to Google that right now <laughs> and see what what's up. Uh, Reddit tells yeah, me. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, right. I mean, I think it's one of those fifty-fifty things where it's probably not legal, but the odds of getting taken down are still kind of small. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, I didn't want to do anything that's gonna get it taken down if I can avoid it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, I mean, you're definitely gonna technically need the copyright. The real question. Or you you would need permission from the original um, artist or from their publisher. the The main question is really: Is there a system in place that you know makes it possible? Like YouTube, you don't have to ask because YouTube already has a deal with the with the major record labels, right? So mm-hmm. and they take care of all that for us. So I don't know. I don't think yeah, that there's something for, like that for podcasts. Yeah, I still don't fully understand how you can release covers on Spotify and not have to pay copyright. Yeah, so I, the, the way it works is uh, I go through this company called DistroKid. Uh, for those of you who don't know, DistroKid is an awesome way to promote your music or to, to distribute your music. They'll put it on you know every major platform, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Deezer, you know, everything, Tidal. Um, so, and they offer different services and make it easy to upload covers. For example, there's just a little box that says, you know, is this a cover? You check it and you say who the original artist was. And that's really like all that you do on the the yeah. form. And then they 
yeah, they handle like the royalty aspect of it all or something like yep, that. Yep. So they actually will talk to the publishers uh, and get that permission. And what they do is they charge you a dollar per month per cover song that you have on Spotify or iTunes. So right now, for example, I've okay. got like 16, I think it's about 16 uh, cover songs out there. So I pay about $16 a month to have those online. Um, and then from there, if I get streaming revenue, uh, a percentage of that will go to me and a percentage will go to the original artist. So that's how that works. So they've, they've got that worked out nicely so you don't really have to worry about it anymore, um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. No, that is pretty cool, actually. Um, I've thought about recover or recording a cover or two before. I just didn't really want to tread those waters if I didn't have to. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how it works with podcasts. Yeah. I've just I've avoided it thus far. Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea. I hadn't thought about that at all, but um, I think that that's a good choice, at least until you do some more in depth research. But I do have a. I don't know if it's unreleased. I guess it is unreleased. Uh, of one of your new songs, I could add that in there. Ooh, yeah. Which which one is that? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't remember the title of it, but it's your super poppy one. Oh, did I did I send you a link to that? Dang. <laughs> I think I have an MP3 of that somewhere. It's probably just the demo. But <laughs> yeah, is that a uh, more time? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Nice. So. That's actually one of the ones that we're working on uh, guitar parts for. So. So I should probably not add that one in here. Yeah, maybe maybe not just yet. Uh, but as soon as as soon as I'm ready to go, uh, let's definitely do another one, and we can we can feature the opening track of the album. That one's actually almost done. We've pretty much just got vocals left to do on that. So sweet. Well, maybe I'll just add Daniel's ass song in instead. There you go. You know that's that's a pretty fantastic song. If I can uh, get his, his the rights to that one. Yeah, I mean you know they, he he. He he really put the ass in fantastic. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully one day he releases that thing. Yeah, dude, I I hope so. Um, I feel like that's one of those songs that could go viral on TikTok. Um, right. There's a, there's a new promo um, strategy that some artists are using, where you know how on TikTok they, hey, people will create dances and or videos that respond to lyrics of songs. It's yeah. actually a really good strategy, uh, and actually, you might you might try using this for some of your songs because you've got such clever lyrics, right? Uh, if you if you create lyrics that people can easily act out to, or that are funny, that people could take and like apply in some you know funny way, right? Um, so, for example, there there's one song that like it's like a hip hop song that just asks questions, and then people will like think about the question. They'll take a video of themselves thinking about the question as it's being asked in the song, and then. The, there's a little bit of space and they'll say like yes or no or whatever in text or something like that on the screen and and people hmm. will just duet that and it'll go viral and it'll all trace back to the original song uh, the original artist which is pretty awesome um the other option is you know people can create a dance so if you've got you know something that is a very danceable song um you could either create a dance or or pay a couple of tiktok influencers to you know, create a dance for you and try to make it go viral. It's actually not crazy expensive. I was talking to one of my friends. Um, this is actually one of the guys that I, I texted you about uh, potentially interviewing on the podcast, uh, Old Chingu. Yesterday we were, we were chatting. We kind of do a weekly checkup to see where each of us is on our on our music promo stuff. And he was telling me that, you know, some TikTokers, you know, they don't charge a whole lot for, you know, doing a video with your song. Like somebody with 300,000 followers might charge like $30 which is crazy. Huh. So you could get like 
let's say you had a $500 ad budget, which is like very minimal in terms of what you might spend on like doing some Facebook ads and really getting some real fans for your music. If you could get a song to like, you know, a million streams on Spotify because it just went viral on TikTok, which, you know, can happen. Um, you know, maybe you get that with 500 bucks. That's a fantastic deal, you know? So, yeah, and, I gotta get- and, and a lot of people who are on the platform, they don't even necessarily care about the money. Um, they just want to be the person who starts the new fancy trend. So if you've got really good quality content, they might even do it for free. Interesting. So, so you're going to get, going to get working on your dance moves here. For the, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> for the release party. I, I might, I might just have to, um, yeah, I'm actually one of the strategies is you just think through your your songs uh, to find either a section that's good for a dance move, um, or you th- you think through them and you find you know what what are the what are small little sections of lyrics that you know people might want to act out or that could be taken totally out of context, but in a 15 second clip, people would really enjoy you know doing. It doesn't have to make any sense with the actual song, but if people if it goes viral, you'll get a lot more traffic to your song. Nice. Well, yeah, man. Um, I realize you're probably a little shorter on time today. I think you said uh, about a half hour, so I think that's about where we're at. Oh, true. Um, whatever you want to do. I was going to call this the uh, LJR quarantine check-in. Yeah, that, that sounds good, man. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to say hi to Caleb real quick. <laughs> hey, what's what's going on, Caleb? Is <laughs> our number one fan? Yeah, yeah. Number one part-time rock star podcast fan. Oh, by the way, um, yep. one thing that, uh, that I think would be super fun. Um, uh, so I do these live streams like we talked about in my, my fan group. And I think it'd be really fun to have these sponsored messages that happen, like fake commercials from brands that don't exist. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like uh, taking like shock knobs, you know, uh, that you guys yeah. had uh, taking that and just all of a sudden. And now we've got a word from our sponsor, you know, shock knobs. <laughs> um, and then the ad plays. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'm still waiting on Dylan to send me another ad. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But if you if you have any other ideas for stuff like that, or any other content, or if any listeners, you know, ha- come up with like a funny commercial, uh, definitely send it in. Especially if it's music related, uh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, let me text Dylan right now and see if we can fire a new one up out of him because he seems to be the the well of creativity when it comes to that. Excellent. All right, sir. Dude, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for uh, having me back. And yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch. All right. Well, stay alive. (laughs) You too, man. Later. So yeah, I want to thank Luke, the LJR, for coming on the episode. And, uh... You can find all of his stuff at the LJR Creative website or Facebook page that he runs. Uh, you can also find his music at Luke Justin Roberts. Um, and then, of course, you can find our band's music at The Hollow Truths on Facebook, Instagram, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure I'll have him back on again. If for any reason you're listening to this and you're in a band and you want to be on the podcast, you can always send me a message. Otherwise, hopefully everyone's out there uh, doing the best. Just stay safe, stay sane, and uh, shout out to the healthcare workers for doing the thing. See you next week.